Welcome to Bitch Talk Booze and Interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Aaron. That's Aaron. Hi. That's Char. We are here chatting about more Sundance activities. Yeah, we're still talking about Sundance. Because but, there was so much damn stuff Well, to we do. worked our asses off, so I'm sorry. We're just going to share it with you, whether you like it or not. Yeah. When we came back with all of this audio, I looked at it and kind of went this far into it and all the stuff that we've had. I mean, like, it's just now it's just stuff that we did at Sundance, but they're all kind of relevant in their different they're times. They're all rolling out at different times because, you know, movies got timing. picked up and yeah. this and that. And, you know, for instance, like our last episode with Wu-Tang. That was because it was just out on Showtime. Yeah. And so now that we're doing what we're doing, it's because it's relevant here in San Francisco. Yes, it is very relevant. And I I have to say it was very comforting talking to the the folks from 9th Street because it was like, we're all the way out here in Sundance. Yes. But here's a little bit of home. Familiar faces. Here's a little bit of home and we can talk about our home. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about San Francisco film festivals. So um, on this one, we've got Masashi Nuano from CamFest, which just started. We've got Lexi Laban from SF Jewish Film Fest, which is later in the summer. And then we have Paul Struthers from Frameline, which starts in June. So this is a really timely conversation with these three different uh, festivals that are all housed actually in one building in San Francisco. That's why it's called the Ninth Street Documentary roundtable chat if you will um but we had a good time speaking with them and like Ange said it was nice to see familiar faces at sundance yeah we worked with all of these festivals and we've been really lucky to watch some really cool films yeah because of it is that why it's called ninth street oh yeah it's on ninth street i didn't that's what's so funny was (laughs) i kept calling it because everybody kept asking me which one i like of that day or of these roundtables which one i liked and i was like Oh, I like I I keep calling it the San Francisco Festival one. Oh yeah, no. And I, and I would go and I would go. Oh, my favorite is the San Francisco Festival one, but I think maybe it's because it's local and it's home. And everybody would go, oh, you like Ninth Street? And I'll be like, yeah, okay. And I just went with it, not really realizing that that's where everything was housed. Yeah, they're at Ninth and like Folsom or something. Yeah, okay. somewhere in the Ninth and, or Ninth and Mission. I don't know. Yeah, but that makes so much. I mean, like. Now you know. You learned something today, Char. I learned something, and I'm sure a lot of other listeners. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, (laughs) listeners, not all of you live in San Francisco. I understand that. It's expensive as fuck. I get it. So, yeah, Ninth Street documentary film uh, roundtable. They're on Ninth Street in San Francisco. Again, they're housed in one building, which I think is cool. It's almost like a co op in a weird way. Um, But I hope you enjoy our conversations uh, with these folks, and we'll see you on the flip side. back on the daily festival buzz with bitch talk podcast my name is john wildman here with my co-host aaron lynn and angela deborah and we've got some guests here and everyone we've all just sat down and it, it, it's it's all like a, at a fever pitch so i'm going to have each one of you introduce <laughs> yourselves lexi let's start with you okay i'm lexi laban i'm the executive director of the jewish film institute in san francisco hi everyone my name is masashi nuano i'm from the center for asian american media i am the festival director for our annual festival called CampFest. Good morning, my Hello. name is Paul Strellis. I'm the Director of Exhibitions and Programming at Frameline in San Francisco. We put on the San Francisco International LGBTQ Plus Film Festival. Ooh, plus. 
And, and Paul, I'm really glad to have you here because I, I also do uh, PR for Agliff in Austin, um, you know, a sister festival, a film festival, and uh, and I'm always looking at your programming there at Frameline and uh, and going, which films can we get to Agliff now? Yeah. Uh, I know Jim quite well. Yes, that's the programmer there. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, Jim Brunzel. Yes, he's in Rotterdam at the moment, I believe. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. All right, and I think this, this is the. the Oftentimes, I'm monopolizing the mic, and uh, and I want uh, it, this this one gets we get to have Aaron and Angela take the lead. <laughs> well, this one does uh, hit close to home with the Night Street Night Street Film Center, um, the home for independent film in San Francisco. How do these organizations all work together and uh, in, in in the process of is there, because they're all so different? Well, I think what we share is that we're all media arts organizations of different cultural communities in San mm. Francisco. So the Jews, the Asians, and the queers. <laughs> yeah. Hey. 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 We're all here. We're, we're all in the house. Yes. And, you know, I think we, we also house um, many other media arts organizations. Mm. And as you know, San Francisco is facing skyrocketing mm. rents. Mm -hmm. A lot of arts organizations are being pushed out of the city. So our mm -hmm. four mothers and fathers had the foresight to buy this building in 2001. Wow. And if we hadn't done that, we would not be in San Francisco. So we have this wonderful Ninth Street Independent Film Center mm -hmm. where all of us get to collaborate together. And mm -hmm. we, we all um, actually present the largest cultural community festivals of our respective communities. Mm -hmm. So the Jewish Film Festival in San Francisco was the very first Jewish Film Festival and is still the largest. And I think Cam and Frameline as well, right? Yeah, Frameline's the longest running. This year we turned 43 and the largest in the world, around 63,000 attendees. Yeah. And we all work together. There's more than the building as well. The building's a great place because we see each other, we can discuss ideas. But even down to the point is, for example, if we have a Jewish film or an Asian film, we'll want to co-present with Cam and with Jewish and vice versa. If they have a queer film, we'll present it with them. So we help each other out in that way as well to yeah. help build audiences, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important. We get so many submissions to our festivals and so many amazing films we're not able to play. So when we have a film mm -hmm. that we feel like can align with another festival, it's really helpful for us to be able to share what we know and hopefully those filmmakers can get a platform in the Bay Area. Yeah, I, I think mm -hmm. another thing that we share is we're really interested in supporting filmmakers working with Jewish, queer, and Asian themes. Mm -hmm. And so we have an incubator program in the building mm -hmm. where uh, filmmakers and residents can come and f at JFI, Jewish Film Institute, we host somebody, uh, actually we have four filmmakers and residents this year for the period of a year. They're in the building working on their projects, sharing rough cut screenings, getting feedback, and um, I think Cam and Frameline also support filmmakers as well. And so that's um, part of the energy of the hub that we have. Yeah, mm -hmm. and one great thing about our space is we do have a screening room as well. So for those filmmakers or for us, if we need a screening space, um, we have that uh, on our first floors, which is great. Hmm. Yeah. And um, I had a question because this is my first time, our first time at Sundance. And you come here and it's just kind of like, um, I don't know, film festival on times 10, volume up to 10. <laughs> would you ever consider, don't kill me for this question, would you ever consider just bringing together all three festivals possibly in San Francisco and just like having a takeover of San Francisco at some point? Uh, 
I know the festivals are very difficult to put together, so I'm, I'm just wondering if that would ever be a, a thing in San Francisco. I There's mean, so I many think... venues all over mm. the Bay Area that you could take over. Yeah. I don't know. I just think the audiences would be overwhelmed and I'd be worried <laughs> about saturation uh-huh. because if mm. we put all three together, there'd be so much choice. And I know when I go to a film festival and there's so much choice, you get confused, right. but if it was mm. us three together, it would just be... Nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do love the word takeover. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, no, you could. Yeah. You could, technically. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I think living in the Bay Area, we you know cherish our cultural arts and our film festivals. Mm-hmm. So all of our festivals are different parts of the year as well. Right. So yep. you know, yep. we want to make sure that throughout the year that um, we love it when there's communities who are like, okay, this month we're going to go see the LGBTQ films. Mm-hmm. This month we're going to see the Jewish films. So I think that's uh, one of the strengths of our community in the Bay Area is that um, there's always something happening. And so we are a big part of that kind of cultural feeling in the Bay Area. You know, in uh, January in Dallas, um, uh, just prior to um, to coming to uh, Sundance, we did a thing called Best of Fest, where we had mm. 22 out of the 25 film festivals in Dallas and Fort Worth and, and mm-hmm. North Texas um, took part in what more or less was either you could look at as a sampler platter or mm. greatest hits of all the fests put together. And and they were all excited. Mm-hmm. The, the fe- film festival uh, people had put it, helped put it together saying, we should take this to every city. And we're like going, Ooh. I don't know if this could go to every city <laughs> yeah but you know but san francisco i think would be Ooh. one of the places where you guys could do a best of best you know and, and, and combine you know combining because you guys do work so well together and are so absolutely supportive of each other mm-hmm. and i feel like san francisco is a place full of cinephiles so oh, yeah. right, you know yeah. it's interesting to me that there's a festival almost every week in san francisco and mm-hmm. We managed to fill the theaters, you know, mm-hmm. even with uh, streaming media and everybody lying on their couch, you know, just mm-hmm. binge watching stuff. I think audiences in the Bay Area really crave live experiences mm-hmm. where they get to speak with the filmmakers and eat food and socialize and party. And, you know, I think that it's amazing that that ecosystem is sustained over time with so many different media arts organizations. Yeah, well, I, I agree specifically in San Francisco. We were just talking about the other day how every neighborhood still has a little theater. Thank that's, goodness. That's, that's yeah. still handling mm-hmm. these smaller these smaller venues. So I think that's a great idea, John. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, you know, I, I guess we have a new job now. <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. We're going to do that. Well, you know, because that's the thing is like, you know, I've always laughed at the idea of film festivals competing. Yes. Um, because mm-hmm. I go, you know, I love seeing movies. And so if I see a movie on Friday, it doesn't mean like I go, mm, I'm filled up with movies. I don't need to watch another movie now for three weeks. You go, no, right. I want to watch a movie the next day. Yeah. You know, and, and so therefore, you know, I want to see films from each one of your film festivals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and you're at different parts of the calendar. But even if you were frankly, you know, one day after the next, I would still go to see a film festival at yours, at yours, at the yours. Yeah, I, w- I would go to see the, those films because I just love movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I did want to say is that, uh, you know, if you're in the Bay Area, you get to, you know, get to go to our festivals. But uh, all the organizations here also have a lot of great things online. So through mm-hmm. online platforms that we all have and initiatives that we have, if you're not based in San Francisco, but you want to see some of the films that play at our festivals, I would definitely recommend going to our websites because there's a lot of amazing stuff um, that we showcase um, regularly. And definitely, sometimes I think we're spoiled living in such a kind of mm-hmm. a lovely city like San Francisco, but if you don't live there and you want to see some of this content, definitely check out our websites. Yeah, Mm -hmm. on jfi.org, we've got a video streaming platform, JFI On Demand, Mm -hmm. and 
We have curated over 1,800 films since our inception. We're celebrating our 40th anniversary in 2020, and 350 of those films are streaming online. So it's pre-curated, excellent, you know, world-class quality content available for streaming. And, um, you know, you can even search by category. So if you're interested in, you know, biracial, bicultural family stories or Mm -hmm. coming of age stories or Israel, Palestine, you can find that um, on the JFI On Demand platform and watch them at home. Frameline has uh, Frameline Voices. Every month we put on a new short film and sometimes hundreds of thousands of people watch it. But it's really important to us because we know, as you were saying, a lot of people don't have access to certain countries around the world. So that's really cool. And one other thing I wanted to add is one thing that also ties us together is the Castro (gasps) Theatre. I was thinking the same thing. Yes, can you please (laughs) talk about that? It's a beautiful theatre. My favourite in the city, yeah. Film festivals would really suffer because you cannot be seeing a film at Frameline or Cam or Jewish right. with a packed audience, like 1,400 people. It's mm-hmm. just an experience to live for. It's outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the organist plays yeah. to yes. introduce the oh. film. And for us, we had opening night live, uh, Love Gilda. Yeah, and we, were there. So, we were there. there. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. the thunderous applause in that amazing, you know, just historic Castro Theater yeah. is an experience not to be... Um, matched by anything I think yeah I think if you're a filmmaker the Castro Theater is probably one of the dreams it's mm-hmm. one of the palaces um, yes. I, yeah it's um, I've had a lot of filmmakers who present there who don't know how overwhelming it is until they're on stage and see 1400 people in the theater <laughs> yeah. I've seen so many just tear up and I, I, I'm just happy that we can be part of that experience for them all of us are also hosting events here at Sundance this year. So <clears throat> the Jewish Film Institute is hosting one at Kimball Arts Center. We're having an intimate conversation uh, with Caroline Labresco, senior programmer here, and Matt Tierenauer, who's made the, one of the most provocative Jewish content films mm. in the program, Where's My Roy Cohn? That's yes. today, yeah. 12 to 2, mm-hmm. if people are interested in going. And then you have an event Sunday, right? Yeah, we have Sunday uh, afternoon. We have our mm-hmm. own panel as well at Kimball Center. So yeah, we hope people can come out. There's a lot of amazing, not only Asian American, but a lot of uh, people of color on our panel to talk about how do we decolonize film and filmmaking in the future. And we have our events private, sadly. But every, every <laughs> oh, <laughs> so never mind. Yeah. Come on and tell us about it afterwards. <laughs> that explains, I was, I was looking for the email. That, that explains that. <laughs> Limited capacity. <laughs> well, I'll ask the question, what are you all looking forward to at the festival this year? Well, for Jewish content, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. We've mm. got um, Dr. Ruth yes. and yes. Leonard Cohen. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the good. Yeah. And then we've got Harvey Weinstein and uh, Roy Cohen. And uh, I'll let you decide which is the, the yeah. good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> they all tie. Yeah, there's a lot of amazing Asian-American narratives this year. Uh, Miss Purple, The mm-hmm. Farewell. There's a lot that people are buzzing about, which is exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I love when people are excited about Asian-American content. So I have tickets. I'm excited to see them. <laughs> I'll be uh, rooting for the filmmakers and hopefully bringing some of these films to the Bay Area. Yeah, I'm looking forward to loads of things. I think the new Greg Araki. Apocalypse Now, the mm. episodic. Hopefully, it doesn't come out before our festival. And the documentary <laughs> on the fashion designer Holston as well. Yeah. And Adam, the new queer film from Reese Ernst, looks very good as mm. well. Yes, I just saw uh, Ms. Purple a couple oh. nights ago, pre- preparing for the interview that we're, we will have Justin on and, and everything. And, and yes, I was very, very happy to, to, to watch that movie. 
Um, uh, you know, we, we, we don't have a lot of time left, um, but I would like the, the three of you also to weigh in um, for, in, in, in your uh, specific niche, um, what you see as the status of, um, of the films that are coming your way um, last year or so, as opposed to prior. Um, especially interested for CAM um, because of uh, you know uh, Crazy Rich Asians and 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 what that has meant. Um, you know, I, I look at stuff like that and I go, well, independent film is a little bit different um, as far as what's coming down the pipeline. But I still want to hear from each one of you what's coming your way. Well, Jewish identity is really changing in contemporary society, right? So we're really interested in expressing the full breadth and depth of Jewish experience globally. So we have films, um, you know, the Jews of Bombay and, you know, the Jews of South America. And I think American audiences are really not aware of the full diversity of Jewish communities. So I think that's our goal in the next couple of years is to continue to bring these amazing films from all over the world that explode the myths and stereotypes of a monolithic Jewish film community. Yeah, and I think Asian American stories are, it's a really exciting time. I think we're in a post Crazy Rich Asian time, and it's a very, it was a polarizing film. I think it was really, I think most Asian Americans were really happy that it was successful and that it showed that Asian Americans can be part of the kind of the film industry and part of a market. Um, for people who thought that's a great film, not my story, we this year got twice the amount of submissions from Asian American filmmakers, and I think wow. it's inspired a lot of people to make their version of Crazy. Um, so we're excited this year. We're still going through all of our submissions. Our festival, Campfest, is in May. And and we hope to have a really special program. Um, yeah. And Paul? In terms of, I would say there's a lot of films around activism due to the current climate mm -hmm. in America right now and also abroad. There was a film that played at the Berlin Film Festival last year and we played Bisha Travesty about an underground trans activist. That mm -hmm. was amazing. And also what we're seeing now with what's happening is a celebration of immigrants and immigrant stories. There's a lot of that coming through as well, which is really important and vital. Hmm. Fantastic. Well, again, Paul Struthers, Masashi Nawano, Lexi Laban, thank you all for being here. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. San, thank you. San Francisco, represent. Yeah, represent. Takeover. Yeah, takeover. Take Sundance takeover. Yeah. Oakland. <laughs> Oakland. Oakland, yes. Okay, and yeah, yeah. All of you. That was uh, Lexi Laban, Masashi Nawano, and Paul Struthers. Alexi's uh, from SF Jewish Film Festival. Masashi is from Camp Fest, which is going on right now in San Francisco. And Paul Struthers is from Frameline Film Festival, which is uh, starting in June. So we hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know we had a nice time. I think I really enjoyed how they talk about really supporting each other. Yep. And it's not about competing to get the best films. It's like there's so much out there. We can all be great. Why yeah. don't we all help each other be great? And, and and they want you to come in. They want you to come in and get advice and ask questions yep. and join and be part of the think tank. Right. Uh, because that's how we get better is from working with each other and pushing each other. And knowing that there's representation for all these different people uh, and communities like Frameline is LGBTQ plus films. I think they're the oldest running LGBTQ plus film festival in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and then CamFest is all about Asian American experiences. And then uh, SF Jewish Film Festival, obviously it's in their name. It's all about the Jewish community. Um, so yeah. Well, there is a common thread between all of us. And, yeah. and, and we all have stories to tell. Yeah. We appreciate them. 
So again, find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com or at our new home at bff.fm every Monday morning from 530 to 6. And until next time, bitch please.